Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and tonight, episode 114, Thursday Thoughts. And today I'd like to talk about virtual tabletops. But first, a call-in from James Shields of the A Grazing Mace podcast here on Anchor. Take it away, James. Hey, Larry, this is James Shields with A Grazing Mace. I just wanted to say thank you for mentioning the Flinks series with Pip the Flying Snake. Um, I had read, I, I believe it was the first book, decades ago, and... I, I I enjoyed it, but I, I could not uh, remember what the name of the main character or the pet or anything for for years, and it just sat in the back of my consciousness. And I didn't even know that there was a whole series. I just knew the one book, and so I'm going to check that out and uh, and see if my kids are interested in it too. So, at any rate, continue to do uh, what you do. Thank you. Hey, James, glad I could help. Uh, yes, I read that way back in high school. I think I actually started with something other than the first book in the first series he did. And I, as I recall, I misread something and uh, thought I had the first book and it wasn't the first book. I liked it and I went back and eventually read them all. But it uh, 35 plus years later, it's blended together, so I don't remember any confusion out of it now. Uh, but there are several books in the series that are just solely focused on flinks. There are some that are uh, also include uh, some other characters from flinks in the same uh, world setting. Uh, so... Alan Dean Foster, lots of good stuff. I also like the novelization he did of John Carpenter's The Thing. And he has done novelizations of several other movies. Uh, I enjoy his writing style. And your kids will probably like that. Some of the topics might be a little much, depending on the age of your kids. But if they're high school age, they should be okay with that. Uh, I hope you find a lot of enjoyment out of it. I have some of them on Kindle and some of them in paperback. I don't, I sort of rebuilt part of my collection in paperback, but not much of it because I'm trying to not acquire too much physical stuff. Uh, so you can get it on Kindle. So I hope they enjoy it. I hope you get a chance to read some more of it and enjoy it yourself. So as I said, I wanted to talk about virtual tabletops today. I've mentioned a couple other times that I have a series on my YouTube channel called Roll20 for the Absolute Beginner, and I just put up a new episode of that within the last couple of weeks. And if you are interested in a more in-depth aspect of Roll20, Cody Lewis of the Taking 20 YouTube channel has what he calls a Roll20 Master Series, where he goes into much more detail of what you can do with that. 
I've got a lot of experience with Roll20. Uh, let me take a look and I'll tell you exactly how many hours I've got on Roll20. I have 1,744 hours on Roll20. So I've been doing uh, Roll20 for quite some time to get that many hours of playtime on there. That's taken uh, over five years to do that. Uh, and I've had been on hiatus for, gosh, six months now, I guess. Uh, well, not quite six months uh, four months and uh, the nice thing about Roll20 is you can use it as a game master and a player for free the only cost is your time and effort to learn how to use it and you can use as little or as much as you want or need it will work well if you are a theater of the mind type game master or one who wants a little bit of map and a little bit of tokens or one that wants the whole shebang with the gridded map and tokens that are just so. I think what is probably the most popular option next to Roll20 is Fantasy Grounds. It is a Windows-based program and it allows the game master to host a game so if you don't have a game master with the right kind of license or subscription, you can't run a game. Uh, the players don't need a license. They just need the trial version of the program, and they can play based on the game master's license. I do have a Fantasy Grounds license, but I haven't done a whole lot with it. Uh, I just need to make some more time to dig into that. And... Just this week, Fantasy Grounds launched a Kickstarter for finishing the conversion of Fantasy Grounds to what they call Unity that will allow it to be a native program on Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, which that'll be great for people that don't want to be stuck on Windows or pay the premium of Mac OS. And I did back that Kickstarter since those with the Fantasy Grounds license purchased since 2018, they get a lower pledge level for getting into the new Unity beta. And you have to prove that you have a license. I, I assume that you'll have to present your license key when the Kickstarter delivers and you go to download the beta. So if you don't have a license, you can't get the beta. And... Uh, the subscription option of Fantasy Grounds is not a license, and they go into detail on the Kickstarter about what to do if you've got a subscription rather than a license and don't want to lay out the money for a license. Um, and so Fantasy Grounds requires a bit more technical savvy. The Unity engine project that they're working on is supposed to make it even simpler to use. They're making it so that the maps and the resources will be cross-compatible between the old Fantasy Grounds and the new Unity. So uh, if you want to toggle between the two, you can. Um, so we'll see how that goes. The, like I say, the, fan, the Kickstarter just started this past week, so it won't finish till the end of the month. Um, another free option that sort of works like Fantasy Grounds is Map Tools. And it's like Fantasy Grounds and that the Game Master hosts the game. 
but it's free. But it does require a bit more technical fiddling to get it to work. And I've not used it. I've downloaded it and tried to do something with it and didn't get very far with it. But one thing they do have that I like is their token tool. It's a utility for making tokens out of images. So it's handy for making round tokens that you can use on any virtual tabletop that allows you to import your own images. And so it obviously, Map Tool will work with the uh, Map Tool, excuse me, Token Tool will work with the Map Tool virtual tabletop. Moat is a code fork of Map Tools by a group called Idle Ideas. It's supposed to be easier to use than Map Tools, and I sort of followed it on G+, but I never really put any time into it to download it and try to figure it out. Um, but I'll link to the website to all the different places down below. There's a new virtual tabletop called Astral, and they've partnered with DriveThruRPG, and I haven't really done more than look at their videos to kind of show what they can do. Um, so I was a little surprised that DriveThru got involved with them. Uh, they're brand new as far as I can tell. I don't know a lot about them, but that would be another option. And it appears that it's free. A stripped down free option that you might consider. Um, I'm going to link a video to Tabletop Terrors that they show how to use the presentation app in the Google App Suite of the Google App programs like you know, you've got the Google Sheets and Google Doc, and the, there's Google Presentation, which is like what the Microsoft uh, Presentation app. I'm drawing a blank on what it's called now. But you can use that for a bare-bones map and plop in some images for tokens and draw on it and stuff. And so basically it becomes a whiteboard that you can interact with to show kind of the layout of things. And there are also other virtual whiteboards that you could find online that let you draw images and so forth. And so you could use those if you needed to scribble something down. And then there's different websites that let you roll dice, or you can use the honor method and each player can roll and report their die rolls. When I got started with Roll20, we used Google Hangouts because it was more stable and just flat out better than the default Roll20 audio and video. We disabled the video because that ate up a lot of bandwidth and we were at the mercy of the slowest PC or the slowest internet connection. And when Google Hangouts started to get flaky, we switched over to Discord for our audio, and that worked well. And a friend pointed out that there are apps that you can install in your Discord that will let you roll dice in Discord. So uh, if you want to play totally via Discord, you can do that. There are some who play totally theater the mind and they only need their audio and maybe a dice roller. And there are also options for play by post. That's where each character 
gets a turn and the game master narrates the results of each player's move and the counter move by the monsters and then they repeat. I've never played in a play-by-post game, so I don't know some of the details of how you would actually handle that and adjudicate things, but I've known lots of people that have. I had a coworker way back when that ran on AOL a Star Trek role-playing thing where it was all text chat, and they didn't call it Star Trek, obviously. It was some fleet space fleet online thing and they would have a ship and somebody would be the captain and the different officers and you'd be located in different parts of the ship and uh, there'd be a scenario that they'd run up against and the game master would tell them what was going on i never he was really into it i never really uh found it that interesting to do text chat to play like that uh, but there's a lot of people that really get into that. I wasn't finding my notes on that, so I did a quick search. And there are several different sites that help out for running play-by-post games. There's one I found called rpol, rpol.net. I'd never heard of it, but it seemed to be a popular one from the search that I ran. Another one is called Tavern Keeper, and I'd seen it before. I thought it was a newer option, but I finally found a link to their blog, and its last post is from 2014 and says something about the website of Tavern Keeper will remain free, but they have plans for something new to add more features that they're going to have to charge for. So they haven't updated since 2014, so I have no idea if there's any traction on whatever their potential replacement is. I finally found the site that I was thinking of, Rollgate, R-O-L-E-Gate.com. It's one that's designed where you can, you know, all these sites let you put hook up your campaign and do your play-by-post in your campaign. I guess you can advertise for players and so forth. Um, other people recommended setting up a bulletin board system on your website or using some other website feature that has chat. Other people use Discord. I know that Devin Rue has a couple of games going on her Discord. I've never dug into those, so I can't comment on it other than I know that Devin plays and enjoys it and they have they're quite active. So there's lots of different options. If you aren't able to get an in-person game together and need to have an online gaming experience, and as a game master, you need to decide what it is you need to play online. So what kind of game do you run as a game master for a live game? If you're a theater of the mind person, do you need maps and tokens? If you like the die rollers, you can use those, but you need to decide on which one. Or do you prefer to roll real dice? Some people don't like the honor system of games where you roll your own dice and report what you rolled. And there are some gamers that actually have their camera turned on their dice to show their dice rolls instead of their faces. If all you need is audio, Discord could be your answer. 
Now, for online games, the biggest challenges are when one person is talking, either no one else can be heard or it becomes a jumble if other people are trying to get something said. Long-winded players or need to have it made clear to them that there is a time limit. Long-winded players aren't necessarily grandstanding players. Grandstanding players don't take the hint, so figure out how you're going to handle that if you have anybody like that. Your budget will also dictate your choice. Fantasy Grounds is not an option for game masters that don't want to spend money. Roll20, as I said at the beginning of the show, has a free option, and most to the other options I indicated on here are free. So figure out a free option and see if that works for you before you start spending money. That would be my advice. Unless you've got a lot more money than I do, then by all means, start throwing money at your problem. So those are just a few options I'm aware of. And since I'm not a play-by-post person, I can't comment on how good any of the play-by-post things are, and I've not got experience with anything besides Roll20 and a little dabbling with Fantasy Grounds. I've played maybe three different sessions with Fantasy Grounds and played around with it for a couple hours on my own. So uh, with Roll20, I know that a lot better. Um, Roll20 is not hard, and... You can get a lot done for free. Um, again, it all depends on how much you need to run the kind of game you run. So, start with the free options. Try them out. If you don't like it, move to the next one. Um, if you find a good group of people, that can help overcome a rough system. So, you may find something that the technology's rough, but the players are good, or vice versa. Uh, everybody has a different experience with playing online. I played in one game that ran for four and a half years, a hundred or two hundred and two hundred and forty sessions or something like that. It was a lot, um, and uh, had a good game master and. Uh, only one other player made it to the end uh, off and on. I was the only player that made it the whole way. And new players came and went until the last, I don't know, 100 sessions. We had a pretty solid group of uh, players. So that's a little bit about virtual tabletops. I hope it was informative. If you have any other questions, please call in and let us know. If you have a experience about a particular online role-playing virtual tabletop or play-by-post application I mentioned, please call in and share. If you have experience with Fantasy Grounds, please call in and share. I know Howard over at Goblin Stomper likes Fantasy Grounds. That's his go-to, as I recall, so he may have something to add on that. I look forward to your call-ins. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And game on. And here's the end blurb. 
You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated. Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on!